Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) How is everyone this morning? It is Tuesday, May the 23rd. The month of May is almost over. Can you believe it? This is crazy. Just yesterday, it feels like just yesterday anyway. 2023 was just getting started. Oh my gosh. So I, for those of you guys um, on the live stream video, you will see something horrible. Absolutely horrible. You will see me sans makeup sans makeup that is because i am i have a um dermatology appointment this afternoon well not this afternoon but right after the show today well i have to leave right after the show (laughs) i'll get it out here in a minute um I, uh, you, some of you guys, if you, if you've been paying attention long enough, you know, um, let me make sure the volume's down on that. I think it is. Some of you guys know that I have had, um, basal cell carcinoma last fall and I had it removed in December. And it was, I had one here uh, right at my eye and I had one on my shoulder. And so because of that, I have to go to the dermatologist frequently. And um, today's one of those days I have to go. Yay. So I go without makeup of any kind because the, um, she needs to be able to see. I'm, I'm suspecting that she didn't notice the one here by my eye one time because I had makeup on. Now, maybe that's not right. Maybe she should have been able to see it through the foundation, uh, the makeup that I wear, the foundation makeup. But she didn't see it until last. Well, I guess she actually saw it in October. Was it October, November? And, oh, excuse me. So today I go to the dermatologist for that checkup. And hopefully she won't find any more. Who knows? Who knows? It is my curse to have fair skin and skin cancer potential. Sorry about that. Had to cough. Allergies. (laughs) Let's see if I can do this. I want to do this. I wonder what the difference between start room recording and start podcast recording is. Um... We'll try that and see what happens. I am playing with Nostra Nest again. Well, it doesn't seem to be populating out there in the wild. So I will do this and see if this helps. I'm going to share the link specifically out there that and see what happens. I honestly have not had a lot of time to play with Noster. 
the way I wanted to. That's just because I've been busy. It's a crazy time of year with the gardens getting started and with the ducklings and with all the new technology to learn. Crazy. All right, so let me do this now. So this is episode 65 of the Hosting House broadcast. I've re renamed it to broadcast, not just podcast, because I'm broadcasting on YouTube, which I've been doing all along, and also on Noster Nest. Now, obviously, this is not the 65th Noster Nest that I've hosted, and um, I may not even be hosting it correctly. <laughs> so you guys bear with me. I'm still learning uh, all of this stuff, and it can be a challenge. This is the Holstein House broadcast, and we look at society and cultural issues affecting West Virginia families and families across the United States and sometimes the whole world, because sometimes we do have folks that drop in from other parts of our wonderful, wonderful earth. I have uh, some folks over in Southern Africa that stop in from time to time. I have some folks over in the Philippines that stop in from time to time. So I, uh, I enjoy having them here and having them interact with me on the broadcast. And I welcome you to the broadcast as well. We, today is a Tuesday, so we're a little more structured on Tuesday. So I'm also trying to develop a different flow for the broadcast. I, there are so many things. I have such eclectic interests that it's just hard for me to stick to a particular topic a lot of times. But I want to try to um, focus better, you know, on things here. And uh, today I'm going to try to focus a little more on the uh, operations. The, and it's not going to be all of the operations but part of the responsibilities and duties and activities involved with running a small B&B. &B. And when I say small B&B, &B, I'm talking three or four, you know, two or three or one uh, rooms. I actually have just, I share the one room out of my home. I started sharing it in 2017 on Airbnb. And since then I have been developing a more direct book uh, process and I, I'd rather do it that way than use Airbnbs because it saves you my guests and it saves uh, me fees. Now Airbnb is fine for what it is and I have no problems with anyone you know booking through Airbnb at all so it's um, it's fine. I just would rather go more direct book because I just think the value is better that way for everyone. So we're broadcasting on YouTube on Fountain FM uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, iHeart, Player, Listen Notes, uh, Samsung, and a few others. We're also broadcasting on Noster Nests, as uh, as you know. Oh, good morning, Josh. How are you? It's nice to see you over there. I'm just kind of floundering away like I usually do. You should be coming up on 300 or no, 100 soon. What is it? Yeah, you're coming up on. 50 soon. 50. You need to make sure I know when that is so that I can be there, if at all possible. Now, depending on when you do it, I may not be able to, but that's okay. We'll get to that one of these times. So we cover things from food preparation and storage to gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. In today's episode 65, we're going to talk about uh, the garden, some ducklings, some Airbnb stuff as well. Should be next Tuesday evening. Oh, good. I'll try to, I'll try. I should be here for that. I have to go to a conference in Buchanan on the 9th. I'll leave that morning and I'll be gone all weekend. So, so I know sometimes you do some um, spur of the moment broadcasts and if it's, uh, if I can be there at all, I will be there. So I want to ask you to thumbs up uh, if you're on uh, YouTube and to share, always share, boost, zap, click, subscribe, whatever 
uh, app application or client or whatever you're using to access the uh, the broadcast today, there's some way to acknowledge that you uh, liked it and there's some way for you to share it. And I, I appreciate it if you'll do that. Uh, from time to time, if you don't do it every time, I do appreciate it if you do it every now and again. So it helps spread the word and helps build the broadcasts and helps get uh, people involved. So uh, like I said, I started out saying, those of you guys on the video will notice I don't have any makeup on at all. And it's because I have a, um, a dermatology appointment today. And I'll leave right after the show. And um, I've had one, ba I've had actually two basal cell carcinoma carcinomas removed uh, just recently. So I have to go and I never wear makeup when I go to the dermatologist for a lot of reasons. I'll put it on when I come back, but, and I don't have time to go when I get done here. I won't even be able to process the show. I'll have to leave right after here and out the door. So I don't even have time to go and scrub off any makeup that I may have on. So um, I'll take care of that as, uh, as soon as I leave here. So this week coming, uh, as far as things around here at the house, uh, on Monday, I started paying attention to my uhs and ands again here just a minute ago. And when you do that, you start hesitating because you're trying to think ahead. We're getting ready to have a week off. He's scheduled to be off next week, which is great. We'll have a cookout for um, friends, neighbors, anybody who wants to swing by. Probably Sunday afternoon, maybe Monday. Since he's going to be off next week, I may hold off and do it Monday. The problem with Monday, Monday will be Memorial Day here in the United States. And it's usually, a, it's a federal holiday and a lot of people will be off. But what we end up finding, you know, the kids, and my niece and her children and, and folks like to go into Charleston to some of the fireworks and some of the things that they've got going on. Vandalia, which is a folk festival kind of thing that's been going on since 1977, occurs on Memorial Weekend down at our our capital uh, building campus and it's a lot of fun a lot of good music a lot of little um, contests and things like that that are that are a lot of fun uh, for folks to participate in it'll be going on and so I try to I try to set up our cookouts and things around that so that so that the family can get together and still those who want to go into town and participate in some of the activities can do that as well so I may do that because simply because he's going to be off next week. Monday might be the better, better day. I won't do it Saturday. I just, just won't do it Saturday. And then Sunday it would have to be after church. So, and I've done that before and it's fine, but it'll probably be Monday after all. And we'll have everybody over and I'll do a lot of the cooking and we'll have folks bring a few things. It's kind of like a big family reunion we do on the big, big holidays. I have in the past made ice cream. Uh, I have an ice cream churn and I do have most of the stuff to do it. What ends up happening is I usually have a lot left over because everybody eats so much. They don't, uh, they don't want uh, a lot of dessert. And I usually make an apple cake. I mean, there's a lot of things that I do routinely and I love it. I love it. I love cooking for the family. I love cooking for friends. I'm not a great cook. I'm a very basic cook. So you're not going to get these fancy, you know, uh, dinners and weird, you know, duck a l'orange or anything like that. For me, you're going to get basic. I can do the manicottis. I can do the spaghettis and I can do the, um, the burgers and the dogs on the grill. And I mean, I can, I can fix ribs and I can fix chicken and I can fix stuff like that. But I'm not a chef. I'm a cook. I'm a cook, not a chef, but I love it. I love it. And I, I enjoy making pies and I enjoy making cakes, but only certain ones. I can't make all of the different ones, but I do enjoy making them and I enjoy making them for the family and the family. I like having them over. It's just, uh, it's a lot of fun. So we'll do that. We have a cornhole game. Uh, it's new. Only because I bought it at the end of the year last year as the uh, stores were clearing them out. So we haven't even broken the seal on the box. When I was talking to Mr. Holstein the other day. One of the neighbors across the street, they toss cornhole all the time. I said, we should get that one out. And he said, Bob would probably eat the bags. And I started thinking, he may very well. He is very 
the dog, Bob the dog. He is very, um, I don't want to say prey driven because he doesn't chase everything. But if you have a ball or he has a toy rope or something, he he focuses on that so hard. You can't hardly, I mean, it's just amazing. So Wayne's thinking that Bob would fixate on the bean bags for cornhole and then he would eat them <laughs> or at least try to dig them out of the, out of the game. So I know, yes, Josh, Cornhole, I, it reminds me, I never watched a full episode of Beavis and Butthead. But I've seen enough of the little memes and I've seen enough of the little advertisements. Every time I hear about the game Cornhole, I think Beavis and Butthead. So we're probably on the same track there. But it just, yeah, you're right. And then there's, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. But I haven't I haven't popped it open. I I get the idea of it. I mean it's a it's a version of you know horseshoe and golf and all this stuff. And you I, I don't know if it would be fun or not. We used to we used to bowl somewhere I still have a bowling ball and probably a dry rotted pair of shoes. Well I mean Annette the shoes are in the bag with the bowling ball so they were be in there but they're probably dry rotted so but anyway he's going to be off next week and hopefully we'll get some things done around here that have that we need to get done I hate to have him off on vacation and then just time up with work but there are certain responsibilities and things that you have to take into consideration when you own property and you own your home I mean, I don't call the landlord and say, come and fix the air conditioner. I am the landlord. <laughs> now, I could call a company to come and deal with that. But we're talking thousands of dollars that we don't need to do because he has that skill. He, he's done that work before. He knows what, um, what he's doing there. But it's a matter of we're going to have to get it. I, don't, I, I may be able to help him like in a plumber's helper kind of you know, hand him stuff way. I, I don't know anything about HVAC and other than I can change the filter and I know when the thing is clogged. <laughs> so that much I can do. But we're going to have to address that. Um, and we have uh, that. I don't know how long it takes to order those things. If, if they keep them on hand or if it depends on the size or what he knows. I, I asked him, I said, where do you go to get them? He rattled someplace off and I'm assuming you can either have it in a couple days or something, but we'll have to deal with that. And then we have a, a property that we purchased that's next door. We purchased it several years ago, and it has some serious termite damage in that one of the upstairs floors is sagging. It's a structural issue that has to be addressed, and it's gonna it has to be addressed sooner rather than later. I can't do anything with the property. I can't clean it out. I can't do it because it's dangerous. So we need to get in there. We need to get that shored up at least enough to, so that I can clean it out. Um, the problem is because he, you know, he's working. There's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many hours I have available to do those things that I can do. And uh, it's, um, it's a challenge. So we've got to get that done as well. So if we can get those two main things done early next week, get the, air conditioning issue addressed get that I don't, like I said I don't know what all is involved in switching one out I'm sure it's a pain in the hind end as far as lifting tugging and, and moving around then get that um, floor uh, stabilized in in the uh, we call it the Ramsey house because that's the family who we bought it from we're funny that way we name our properties so the Ramsey house, if we can get it uh, stabilized, then I can start getting, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. In theory, I could sell it. But in actuality, people just don't buy it. People don't buy it. Josh says, because he's back talking again about cornhole. Josh says, I never heard it called that growing up. Maybe it was a Midwest thing, but it was always called bags. I'd never heard of the game, Josh, of cornhole until probably five or six years ago. Maybe a little longer, but not by much. So I didn't realize, I mean, we just, it was just beanbags. And I mean, 
you threw them at each other in gym class. <laughs> but I don't even know if they have gym class anymore. That's how old I am. So if we can, uh, if we can get the uh, work done, those two major things done next week while he's off, I'd like to get some fishing in. And that can be fishing over off the bank over at my dad's place. He lives on the river. It's hard to get down to the river now with all the vegetation and limbs down and things. But if you can get down there, it's not that great, but it's better than nothing. Or we could maybe get, um, we've got a couple of inflatable kayaks that we can take down the Mud River and get in uh, down at the Mud River Dam and uh, do some fishing down there. I don't know what I'd do if I actually caught a decent sized fish in that kayak. It'd probably drag me all over the lake. So in West Virginia, we have no natural lakes. I don't know. Well, that's a little piece of trivia for you to tuck in the back of your brain. All of the lakes in West Virginia are man-made, which means that someone made a dam, built a dam, and uh, blocked off a creek or a river somewhere to create a lake. And although West Virginia is considered the mother of rivers for the eastern United States because we have more rivers coming out of West Virginia than any other state, doesn't mean the size of them, width or length, just means starting so we are blessed that way we have a lot of rain too and i mentioned before we're just shy of being a rainforest here in west virginia and a couple of years probably have hit it but on average on average we're just shy of being a rainforest here in west virginia and i do want to get some fishing in i haven't been fishing in years honestly it has been well let me back off and let me say a couple years I got the kayaks thinking that we could do that a little easier than our um, little aluminum boat. We have a 14-foot aluminum boat, and I like it. We don't have a large motor. The only thing we've got for it is a trolling motor. We had a 9-horsepower uh, motor that went with it, but it crept out. Not like it was an, It's an old motor anyway. It crapped out a long time ago, so we were using the trolling motor. And we don't have license on the boat. We haven't had it out in so long. He did get a, um, a, a motor from a friend of his. I don't know if it's running, though. The, our, our, well, he's our friend now, but it was Wayne's friend for years before I met him. John, he, his father passed away last fall. And one of the things that he had, well, actually, he gave Wayne before he passed away, was um, a, an outboard motor for... A small boat. I think it's nine horsepower. I'm not sure now. But he traded it to him for some work on their furnace. Wayne went and did some work on their furnace for him. And he traded him that motor. And then Wayne's fooled with it. He he know, he can fix stuff like that. But I he's fooled with it. I don't know if he got it running or not now. And But we haven't talked about it. Interestingly, Josh says, interestingly enough, Texas is the same. We have no natural lakes, but we have massive man-made lakes. Yeah, yeah. I um, I kind of remember that, Josh, from when I lived there. Um, and, you know, have you have you followed the, um, I'm, I'm sure it's not going to affect you directly, but have you followed the story on the Colorado River and their uh, they're going to try to restrict agriculture use of the Colorado River by, I think it's 13% for three years to try to keep the uh, river from going dry. It's a mixed blessing, government, isn't it? We settle in places that have no water and we ask the government to pipe us some water in. And then when it starts going dry, we expect the government to fix this. When, in fact, we probably shouldn't have settled there to begin with. It's going to be crazy. I don't I don't know, Josh, right off the bat, off the top of my head, what um, if it's all uh, ranch land, if it's um, if it's vegetation, agriculture or or what. But um I saw that the other day on the news, just the headline, and I'm like, rolling my eyes so loud. Oh, right. Let's see. Oh, um, 
so I just finished up having, we're going to talk a little bit about the Airbnb here now for a, a little while. I'm going to watch my time because sometimes I get distracted by people. <laughs> I did that was it last Tuesday. I know Friday, but Friday, I don't care. Friday is like free for all, free for all Friday. But um, I got so distracted and I didn't get anything uh, talked about that I thought we needed to talk about. Yeah, your side of the state's almost subtropical. Sub You're right. I remember that. So I just finished up a back-to-back -back set of bookings here. I don't like having back-to-back -back bookings when you're small like me and you just have the one room or two, let's say two. You The back-to-back -back bookings can be exhausting, especially if you don't have outside help coming in. And... um. They're very, for me, they're very stressful. I've got a, I've got a window of about six hours between. So check out, the latest checkout time is nine and the earliest check-in time is three. And you think that is uh, plenty enough time, but it's really, it's not if you are conscientious of what you're doing. So I don't know, I don't know why, what happened because I did check my Airbnb settings and the setting is still that I cannot, that there has to be a 24 hour period of time between a checkout and a check-in so that I don't have these back to back. The only thing I can think of is I also use a, uh, a program called um, free to book and it, um, it allows you to, it, it manages, it manages calendars for uh, your hotel, motel, B&B, &B. and you can use it with Airbnb and DirectBook and like, um, oh, darn it. This is what happens when I try to, try to think. <laughs> I probably have early onsets, Alzheimer's or something. Uh, um, VBRO or one of those type of uh, booking um, platforms. It manages your schedule for you and you can set rules up in. And I don't know if it has maybe overridden the setting uh, in um, Airbnb to not allow that to book. That might be where my problem is coming from. And I'm looking into that, but I don't have a definite answer on it yet. But if you're managing and if you're if you're considering hosting Airbnb, either in a small cabin or small building because a lot of people are getting these little sheds that you can get for a couple grand and they're furbishing them up to uh to support one or two people and renting them out as a as like a tiny airbnb kind of thing on their property over in the corner of their acreage or something but um regardless of what level you're you know you're trying to bring in a little extra income and and doing it at this um there's a lot of work that goes into uh, the hospitality industry, whether you're small like me or a little bigger. I know there's a couple of ladies on um, the uh, Telegram group, and that's t.me slash Holstein House, that uh, work around or with or have uh, uh, an Airbnb or a b, b structure on their property. It can be it can be a lot of work. It really can, depending on the level of um, of hospitality you want to offer. Now, if you're just offering a room, you still have to clean it. If you're just offering a, an outbuilding, you still have to clean it. So there's there's a lot of work to it. Um, and if you have back to back bookings, there's more to it than than just changing sheets. And you have to think of these things before you start. If you're considering it before you start, you need to sit down and in your mind's eye and with a notepad and paper. And I prefer it that way rather than on a keyboard because we can just sling stuff out on the keyboard and not really think about it. But when you're writing it out, you're watching it happen while you're thinking and you sometimes think through better. Let me run through a few of the things that, that you have to do if you're going to be uh hosting people when you when you go from one guest to the next and you go through and you change the bed linen and cleaning it's called turning the room and turning the room involves a lot of stuff you have to strip the bed now that sounds really easy but here's what else you have to think of you're not just taking off the sheets 
Okay. We've all had the jokes about if you don't take a black light into a motel room because you don't, you don't want to see, you know, that stuff. Well, the, it's the same thing goes for your Airbnb room or your B&B room. You're going to strip the bed. You may want to change the uh, bed skirt if you have a dust ruffle or something on that bed, which I do. To, 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 otherwise, the bed looks just raw. It's just a, the metal frame. It's just an extra touch. Yes, it takes a little, but I'm not running a hospital. You know, it's a, it's a guest room. So you want all of the little little things to be just so. So you do want a bed skirt on there. You want some way so that they're not looking up under the bed. Or if you have uh, the type of uh, bed frame that comes down to the floor, there won't be rolling stuff up under the bed, you know, missing shoes and things. So you may need to change the bed skirt at least every couple of guests because germs and dirt. Recently, just this weekend, the young man that stayed had uh, did a run. And when he came back, he had, uh, well, he didn't have his running shoes on. He had his other shoes on, but he had, you know, dirt. He brushed across against the bed skirt. The bed skirt was dirty, had to be cleaned. So you have to tr consider turning the mattress. You know, we don't turn the mattress every every time every week at my in my own I don't turn week in the guest room but about every three months when I'm doing other quarterly year yearly things I'm going to turn that mattress so we're going to turn the mattress change the bed skirt uh change the mattress pad so there's a mattress pad to protect your mattress from leaky guests you may say <laughs> or spills for that matter you know people do eat and drink in the bed you know, and they don't want your expenses and you want a decent mattress to be ruined. So you're going to have a mattress pad you got to cover. You're going to have pillow covers, not just the pillow and the pillow case, not just the pillow case that goes to your sheets, but a pillow cover, a hypoallergenic cover, just like your mattress pad, which is designed to keep not only germs and stuff down, but spills and stains slobber off the pillows in your room. So you're going to take those off. And I guess you're going to take that bed, bed spread off and you're going to wash it. So you've got to change it. Or if you have a duvet, you're going to have a duvet cover and you're going to change that cover and you're going to wash it. So it's not just the bed sheets and a couple of pillowcases that you're changing. So and that's and, and more than just these things. But so you take all of those bedclothes off and you set them over here and you replace them. You have another set of bedclothes and you, you put the, you put the bed skirt back on, you put the mattress back on, you put a new, fresh new mattress cover on, mattress pad on, you put a fresh new pillowcase cover on, and then you put the sheets in the pillowcase. And then you put the, if you're using a bed spread or a duvet, you put the cover on the duvet bed made that that takes five minutes then you're going to mac, vacuum and mop vacuuming you're going to vacuum one to get the surface stuff off then you're going to spray what are you going to spray you're going to spray some kind of insecticide now you can you can get in the all natural it's entirely up to you but you have to understand your guests may be bringing bed bugs they may be bringing fleas they may be bringing ticks they may be bringing roaches for this so you want to spray so you're going to vacuum first to get what you can see spray to get what may be still there then you're going to come back and vacuum again to get what the spray has take killed and then you're going to mop if you if you have a floor that needs to be mopped now my upstairs the guest room i don't mop i have a steamer i use the steamer because it's it's and, and stuff. So I, I steam the air. But like my guest who came just this past weekend, he was running. He's running a, a marathon that is in the wooded areas of the state, not down in the city. And the opportunity to bring in ticks was very high. So I needed to make sure that that was sprayed. And the fact of the matter is bed bugs are a thing and you need to be prepared for that. You 
don't want a guest bringing in bed bugs that you didn't take care of and then your guests get bit by them. That's not a good thing. You're also going to dust. You're going to dust your light shades. You're going to dust pictures you have on the wall. You're going to dust your flat surfaces, your bed frames, your TV. And you're going to dust in some manner every time. You may not always dust your, um, your pictures, but you're going to dust something every Your flat surfaces, things that people are touching, like like we have a workstation, a little, a little desk with a workstation. You're going to dust that every time. You're going to dust the uh, bedside table every time. You're also going to clean glass. You're going to clean windows. You're going to wipe the mirrors. You're going to wipe uh, a picture. Depending on your television, you're, you're going to wipe that off. Some of them you don't want to wipe towel but you're not going to actually use glass cleaner or anything and you're not going to do that every time but you are going to do it more often than not you're going to check batteries in your remote you're going to check batteries in your clock you're going to replace you're going to take your wet towels now my guess i set out dry towels they have a basket that wet things go in and that basket's where i put well they're going to put their wet towels if they shower and, and bathe here not everybody does sometimes they just stop sleep and go then i'm going to put the bed clothes and things down in that basket as well so you're going to replace those towels. Replace your little makeup cloths. Now, one of the best investments you can make are those little makeup removing packs. If you can get them in individual packs, it's worth it. I've lost, I don't know how many hand towels and, and washcloths to people who wear a lot of makeup and then wipe it off with those towels. Or wash their face, it doesn't all come off. Wipe it off in the towel, ruin the towel because the white towels don't come clean. And I do not want to give my guest a brown towel. Oh, tell me this thing isn't going to lock up again. It says it's not responding. I don't want to give my guests a brown towel to use. I am not sure. Okay, it may have it may have unlocked now. Lots of breaking up. No, it hi Betty. Hi BJ. I didn't it was uh it was locked up there for a minute. I want to close a couple things off and see if that helps. I'm also not shouting today. <laughs> I'm trying not to be too loud. I caught myself and I was really loud the other day and I'm trying not to do it. Good to see you. I've missed seeing you, BJ. So um, makeup removers, you know, we're going to replace those. So we're going to have all the um, stocked back up and I put the towels and things on the dresser and with the little makeup remover on top. So we're going to take the trash out and replace, replace, we're going to spray the trash can with sanitizer. Lysol is usually what I use. And um, empty, empty the trash can, spray it with Lysol, and put a new bag in. And then you're going to sanitize things. You're going to take, you're either going to use a wipe. It depends on your surfaces. There is a, a product by Pledge that's a multi-purpose sanitizer that you can use and spray it on a rag and, and things down. But you're going to do the best to sanitize anything that's touched by the hands. Now, a lot of viruses don't last very long, which is another reason to have 24 hours in between guests. Um, gives those things that maybe on a surface, maybe you can't get to it right away, like right now, my guest was going by a quarter to nine. I came down here and started getting ready for the broadcast. So I haven't turned the room yet. So maybe I don't get get to it till later this afternoon. There are a lot of viruses and things that uh, that don't last very long on services. So. Um, oh, darn. I wonder if it's the Noster Nest. That's causing this. I think I'm going to end that.
have and it's just annoying it's just annoying yeah blocked or is it just on my and see it just says that if i disappear i will come back hi chrissy good to see you again honey good to see you you should come out for uh memorial all of y'all all y'all good morning all y'all all y'all can come out for a memorial cookout if you want to you are invited personally invited get back with me on exactly what time because <laughs> i'm not sure what time yet so you know it it it, it sounds like you have a neighbor but you really don't you really don't and i'm going to try to get the laundry done for the room the same day as I take the you know as I take the laundry out of the dirty linens and things out of the room I'm going to come down and I'm going to throw those in the washing machine right away I have what I call a rule of three and rules of three are very common out there in in the wild um, but mine is for the for the B&B &B is one in use one available to use and one either being cleaned or cleaned. So, for example, I have, uh, we'll take the bed sheets, which we talk a lot about. Uh, one set of clean sheets on the bed. One set of clean sheets in the closet. And one set of sheets in the laundry or being, or, or in the washer to be, to be washed. I actually have more than that. But that's just an example. That's just an example. I have more than three sets of sheets for the bed so but that's the minimum if you're going to do this the minimum is uh keep three sets of whatever whether it's uh towels and wash rags three sets uh, bed sheets three sets if you're providing the um, um um makeup removers at least three packs i mean when you, when you buy them in a the little thing you get more than three but at least three packs so it's it's like the preppers you know one is none two is one and and three's guaranteed or as you want to use that so part of the reason you, you do that is um, if someone gets sick in the room while they're staying with you you want to be able to change so you want to have those things ready to go and that's always a possibility too i've never had anyone really really sick i've had a couple of people feel bad over the years but not like sick enough that i had to change sheets or anything that's always a possibility that you could get someone that's sick so you need to have extra sheets and things ready to go in case you have a guest like that so and then when you're providing food for people um, like I do now I just usually do a basic continental style breakfast for my Airbnb booking guests and of course my direct book guests get a little more fancy and you know more options than that but also, you know, like today when um, when um, Casey left today, she's 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 had some fruit, she's had some cereal, she's had some coffee. So there's dishes that have to be done. Um, and yeah, I can I can throw those in the dishwasher, but the odds are I don't have a load of dishes to wash today. I mean, I'm I'm usually washing as I go. lot of dishes enough to run a dishwasher unless I've fixed a fairly decent sized meal so I've got you know a handful of things these have to be washed that take you know it doesn't take long but each of these little things add up um, and you want to make sure that you know your that the dishes are clean so I have a separate basin uh, in you know when it's just me or it's just the family we're washing in the and then we're rinsing and we're putting it in in the rack to dry and I know some of this is getting dull and boring but for my guests I have a separate plastic basin that fits down in the sink that I put rinse water with a little bit of bleach in so I'm washing on this side and rinsing on this side through the running water and then I'm dipping them through the bleach and then into the to air dry so that I'm sanitizing those dishes that my guests are going to use because I don't want them to get sick if I am providing milk I've got milk on ice 
I'm not just pouring a glass. I mean, their breakfast is set. There's a there's a couple hour window that they can come down and get their breakfast. So I've got a, a cooler. It's an antique milk cooler like you used to find on porch fronts. You know, the milkman would come out, put the cold milk in there and it'd keep it cool. I've got that. I put ice in the bottom. I put a, they're cute. I think I've showed some of you before. They're, they're, uh, there used to be a, um, a milk company, Blossom Dairy, here in the Charleston area. And they had their own bottles. Well, I was able to get a hold of a couple of those antique bottles. And I use those. I use one for milk and one for juice. And they go down in that milk cooler and they get ice, iced up so that they stay. And that's a little, little um, zinc coated metal cooler thing. It really keeps that ice. I can have ice in there all day. It's hysterical how long it lasts. But so I have that. So then I've got to go through and I've got to clean that up too. Uh, even if they haven't, um, one guest said she didn't want to eat because like she, or one guest said that she ate because she felt like she had to so that the food wouldn't be wasted. It's not wasted. I give the bread to the birds. So cream and the sour cream, the cream cheese and jelly in these little. All right, so this thing appears to be locked up again or still. So I'm going to close this nostril nest. Unfortunately, we'll see if that is causing part part of the problem. So if you're on.
Well, if you're still there, which I don't know if you are or not. <laughs> I've had, you obviously have had a lot, a lot of technical issues this morning. I ended up uh, closing out Telegram and I ended up closing out the uh, Nostra Nest. So I'm not sure what part we, um, we got separated, but I do want to talk a little bit about the, um, the, um, I've only got a few minutes. I'm going to try to get to my notes here because I, I want to share this with you a little bit. So our weekend, or one of our weekend guests uh, participated in a race called the Highball to Thurman 50 mile race. It went from Montgomery, West Virginia, which is about 10 miles east of me to Thurman. And the, it was named, he said this was the second one that they've had. I'm not sure if that's right or not. I know they had one last year, but I think they may have started it before the uh, pandemic. But um, they named it Highball. Highball was a signal used in the early railroader days uh, to a signal when the track was clear. And when they, they lifted the ball and um, that meant that the track was clear and you could the train could proceed through there. So they named this highball to Thurman and Thurman was a, um, a very uh, prosperous town at one point uh, in during uh, the height of the uh, coal boom. So Thurman now, well, I don't know about now, but in the, in the 2010 census, uh, according to the uh, race information, they only had five population of five. So it was crazy. So it's part of the um, revitalization of, and, and use new river gorge national park and, and, and he was, he was a great guy, he, very tall, very tall young man from uh, North Carolina, personalized license plate that said Bigfoot. He backed in. I said, really? And then I saw him get out of the, and heck yeah, he's a big, tall boy with big feet. But uh, he ran it in about, I think he said about 12 hours and 37 minutes, maybe 37, 45, somewhere in there. Uh, he did it. He left here before four o'clock. Because his part of the race started at 4.45. They're racing in the backwoods of West Virginia on Tulane Road, West Virginia 16, in the dark until the sun come up. I mean, crazy, crazy. But I wanted to touch a little bit on the, um, the things that are coming up in the general area for anybody who may want to come and stay at Holstein House. Um, we, in the first weekend of, um, first, is it the first full? No, no. The second weekend of June from the 9th through the 11th. Uh, Festival. Festival is, it used to be a week-long thing, but then they started breaking it up into uh, weekends, several weekend events. And so Festival kicks off in Charleston, and uh, then they'll have Summerfest at Tamarack, which is in Beckley. Then there's the West Virginia Renaissance Fair in Lewisburg. Now, Lewisburg is about an hour away, but it's still it's still interesting you, to, to stay here and then travel to Lewisburg for the Renaissance Festival. Uh, then on the 12th through the 18th is Festival 2 in Charleston, and that's F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L-L, Festive All. Uh, then the 13th through the 16th in Madison is the West Virginia Coal Festival. In Charleston, on the 15th of June, as part of Festival, is Rolls on the River, the Pepperoni Roll Festival. That sounds like a lot of fun and sounds yummy, too. Yak Fest is in St. Albans from the 16th through the 17th. I'll be in Buchanan that weekend. The 17th is the, uh, no, I won't. It's, that's the one, that's the weekend after I come back. It's the 9th, 10th, and 11th I'll be gone. The 17th is a wine and jazz festival in Charleston. Wine and jazz music festival. That's fun. That's hysterically fun. Uh, then the 22nd and 20th, these are all June dates. 22nd through the 24th, West Virginia Quilt Festival in Summersville. Summersville is about 45 minutes away. The 30th through July 2nd, the traditional uh, 4th of July celebration weekend is the Mountain State Art and Crafts Fair in Ripley. And Ripley, again, is about a half hour, 45 minutes, depending on your how fast you drive from here. But that is a great festival as well. And then Regatta, I believe it's the second year of the return of Charleston Sternwell Regatta, is June uh, 30th through July 4th. So um, then there's another distance run in September. These are things, just local things going on in the area that you might be interested in. And I want to come down here. I'm going to finish up a little bit with, you know, I talk to you very often about what's going on at the church. 
we our John 1721 project, which we did get a small grant for, is actually going to kick off on June the 6th. So on Monday, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we will going to ha we'll have a, a, a young lady from West Virginia State University, not part of Morgantown now. It's not w, not WVU, but it's West Virginia State University. It's going to be um, offering an expanded food and nutrition education program. Now, this is the one we talked about before that's for the upper elementary to middle school kids. But anyone can attend. It's fine. Anyone can actually attend. Uh, then we also have another uh, program for um, with the West Virginia State University Extension Office for container gardenings. That'll start in July, and there'll be at least three of those, and they'll be on Wednesdays. Then we have, I've talked to the AARP, and they have committed to four different um, Wednesdays, each one each month for four months, for July, August, September, and October. And we don't have the topics confirmed, but it's going to be along the lines of um, spotting fraud, uh, attempts at fraud for seniors, um, Medicaid, uh, when, it, uh, when we get closer to open enrollment, open enrollment options and, and how to do that. And just a couple of other uh, topics that, they'll, that they already have people in place and they have programs for. So uh, that's going to be, it, it's coming along and we're getting ready to kick that off. And we look forward to really getting um, that thing going. So I'll be going to our annual conference in Buchanan on from June the 9th through the 11th. So my Friday live on June the 9th will probably not be actually live. It'll probably be pre-recorded. Otherwise, I'm just going to be, you know, plugging the phone in and trying to drive on West Virginia roads with the phone shooting at me and talking to you at the same time, which won't be any fun at all. So uh, I'm going to start wrapping it up there because I've actually gone over, although we did have quite a few technical difficulties. So um, that's a wrap. I do want to remind you to um, like and share and uh, boost and tip and zap and all those extra things to help spread the word of the of the broadcast. And uh, again, I apologize for the technical issues. Can't always do everything about that, but but we can always try. And um, unfortunately, I think it was a couple of things I was streaming there. Um, Noster nests and Telegram, I think, all at the same time. So I think that was part of the big problem there. So I thank you again very much. Uh, be, be sure to check the show notes for some links down there for some things that I really wanted to talk about, but didn't get to a couple of races that are going on coming up that uh, if you're watching this out in the beyond, you will have the opportunity to come stay maybe if you want to participate in those. So with that, I'm going to call it and I'm going to talk to you again later and you guys have a great day. I'm off to the blessed dermatologist and uh, Hopefully I won't have anything cut off of me this time like I did the last time. So we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments. Do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.